Welcome to another Tips for Lawyers podcast. This is Chris Hargraves from tipsforlawyers.com and this is episode number 46. Today you are going to hear five easy strategies for young lawyers to implement to improve their marketing and networking. And I think it's important to get into marketing and networking from an early age. You may take some time to get some traction, but it's more about habitual engagement in those topics and starting to train your mind to actually think about things from that perspective than it is for you to arrange a sit down with the chairman of a top five company on the stock exchange. So getting into the habits early is really useful, aside from the fact that you'll gradually become more talented and more comfortable at them, the same as you will with any mastery of any skill in legal practice. You might also see some pretty reasonable results. And these strategies today are specifically designed to do two things. The first is to help you start looking at things, decisions you make from that marketing and networking perspective, from that business development perspective, and also from the perspective of you perhaps being a bit of a younger lawyer and not necessarily able to approach some categories of people with the same kind of clout that someone with a few more years under their belt is able to do. Before I get into the strategies, I wanted to remind you that the Lawyers Library is now available. It is a free resource for young lawyers full of information about core strategies like this marketing and networking topic. It covers communication, it covers professional development, it covers business skills, it covers making budget and drafting. There are a lot of really useful resources in the Lawyers Library. You can get it by going to tipsforlawyers.com slash lawyers library and registration is free and I really encourage you to do that and thank you to those who have over the last little while. It's been seeing some good registrations and traction there. I also wanted to thank everyone especially for the reviews that are getting put up on iTunes. I really appreciate those. If you do get something out of the podcast, I'd ask you again and encourage you to go to iTunes. You can get there easily enough at tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes and leave a five-star ranking and a review. It's really helpful. It's really beneficial and it helps other people know as well what the podcast is good for to help those who are wondering whether they should subscribe to actually get in and do that. So that's about all I had to say. Let's get into the strategies. The first strategy I want to talk about is one I think is frequently forgotten in the uh, day-to-day grind of legal practice, and it is to get in touch with someone who you've just finished a file for. And really, this can apply to any area. You may need to be a little judicious if the file ended really, really badly, then um, you might just not necessarily put them on the list. But give it a month or two, so it doesn't seem like you're just doing a courtesy call, give it a month or two after the closure of a file and put it in your diary to get in touch with the person and say, hey, Bob, hey, Jane, hey, whoever, uh, just wanted to touch base, see how things were going. It's been a while since we spoke. I hope you're doing well. Um, You know, if you want to catch up sometime, let me know. It doesn't have to be salesy. You don't, in my view, have to end it with, if I can offer you any legal services, please don't hesitate to give me a call. Just express genuine interest in how they're going. You don't need to even invite the coffee like I suggested when I was speaking just then. Express some genuine interest. That is what business development is about, is actually being a human being and being responsive to people and being compassionate and engaging with people. I think a lot of lawyers get so stuck in providing legal services that the only interactions they have with their clients are in relation specifically to that legal service. 
Okay, sure, you might ask them to a specific lunch or something, but unless they're a big client, often uh, they sort of just fall off the radar because they're not a target of your firm or yourself and you're not actually trying to capture that sort of business. So I do really think that for young lawyers, one of the easiest things you can do for a file you've been involved in is to follow up the client afterwards. If you need to get permission, then obviously get permission. There are some clients who will be more sensitive than others, and there were some partners who might have their own system for doing that. So it's worth raising the question, hey, would you mind if I got in touch with this person in a couple of months, see how they're going? The next one, and you may not think of this as a marketing or business development strategy, but it really, really is. You have to go above and beyond in your service of the client in their legal matter. Why is that? Clients have a certain level of expectation and most lawyers hit that level or at least come close to hitting that level but that is not enough for someone to sing your praises to other people think about it if you get uh, a normal uh, home brand vanilla ice cream and it tastes a lot like a no-name vanilla ice cream would expect to taste then you're hardly going to jump online and say hey i just bought this ice cream and it tasted exactly the way i expected that's not going to happen people only have a tendency uh, to do things at the polar opposites either they've had a very bad experience or a very good experience but what i'm sure you've noticed is that people hit the very bad experience trigger a lot easier because they do have high expectations of service and particularly where you're providing such an expensive service legal services are expensive and so people expect an incredibly high standard so to go above and beyond and to offer super service to your clients to the extent that they will actually recommend you the person who is known to them as being the person who gave that service then you really need to do something special and normally that will come in one of a few forms it will come in the form of being accessible and personable. It will come in the form of ensuring that they know what's happening with their fees. It will come in the form of providing things faster than expected. And it may come in the form of providing better than expected outcomes. I think it's important in many areas of law not to necessarily play the game of the outcome uh, being better than expected because of course outcomes can be very difficult to predict in many circumstances. And again, what you have in terms of the outcome is the client's position being vindicated often all that can happen the best thing that can happen in the outcome is the client gets what they thought they were entitled to in the first place whether it be a property transfer or a conveyance or not having to pay tax or whatever it is you actually have available to you as your particular work area but if you can find ways of really massively exceeding client expectations to the extent that they are ecstatic with you, two things will happen. Firstly, they will come back to you in the future. And secondly, they will sing your praises to other people given an opportunity. But they won't do that if all you're offering is what they expected. You need to go above and beyond. So that's two very practical face-to-face personal things that you can do. And look, I think we all know that We weren't going to get through this podcast without me mentioning LinkedIn, and that's the third strategy for young lawyers, in particular young lawyers who don't have a lot of time or perhaps don't have a marketing budget. You almost certainly have a LinkedIn profile, and if you don't, go and get one. I'll uh, I'll link up in the show notes at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 46 a short YouTube rant I had about using LinkedIn just to ensure uh, that you actually go and do it. So check out that video if you're unconvinced. And the best place for you to start 
for most young lawyers at least, is going to be in LinkedIn groups. Find a couple of groups that are of areas of interest to you, join them, and just start to participate. LinkedIn is basically one big online networking function. It is there specifically for you to comment on posts, to engage with people, to send messages, and the easiest way to do that is to join some groups. If you don't know how to do it, just search for an area in the search bar at the top of LinkedIn. Select when the search results come up on the left-hand side, you can select groups and it will narrow it down to groups that meet that search criteria. That's the easiest place to start. Join some groups, have some discussions, start to become known in your industry or your desired industry. And that's a good form of marketing. It's easy. It doesn't need to take hours. Don't get stuck on it, but it is a good form of engagement and it's good practice for you as well. It will also help keep you informed in areas of interest to you. The fourth thing, and there's a few options here, but it is actively engaging with people proactively. And that might come in a number of formats. You might be on a forum or a forums related to your issue. Obviously, there is a good space for you to be able to be helpful and pleasant and engaging with people there. Um, Comments, obviously, in online places. You have to be careful here because I'm not encouraging you to do anything stupid and get yourself sued. So don't go offering people free legal advice without Uh, your firm's permission, and I doubt you're going to get it, but it is a way of increasing your visibility by starting to become an active participant in topics and in conversations and in areas that you are genuinely interested in or or that are relevant to your practice area. Obviously, I spent some time commenting on legal skills-based articles, uh, probably less time than I should, but this podcast is a helpful reminder for me to get out there and do that a little bit more. The other one a lot of people don't necessarily think of is uh, magazines and newspaper articles. So if you're reading habitually newspapers and magazines anyway, almost always these days you can uh, get the Twitter handle or the email address of the person who authored the article and get in touch with them. Uh, Twitter, obviously, you're limited in what you can say in 140 characters, but just get in touch with them and express appreciation for their article. If you found something particularly useful, highlight that to show that you actually read the article. And that is a way, again, of remaining active and of building the bank of people who know who you are, who you have engaged with in some way, and who are relevant to your target area, your target market, or your target interest. The fifth and final one I wanted to deal with today in terms of easy strategies for young lawyers in terms of marketing is your own firm. I think it's very easy to forget this as an opportunity, but it really is a good opportunity for anyone who's in a medium to large firm in particular. There's a pretty good chance that a lot of cross-referral work happens within that firm. That's how firms function well, is that they offer cross-referral services. Lawyers are not islands unto themselves. And so if you do have an opportunity to get to know someone else in your firm who might be a potential referrer, to introduce yourself and to expand your network within your own firm as well as outside it, Do not underestimate the power of having a good referral source within the firm. If you're known to be someone who looks after clients, as I suggested in the second tip, and if you're known to be someone who does good work and is approachable and friendly, then you will get that cross-referral work in any sort of size firm. Now, there may be systems involved where that has to come through a partner, but don't underestimate the likelihood of people specifically requesting you, particularly inside the firm. Firms are very political and If you look after other people's clients better than someone else, then who do you think they're going to request if they have a referral system? So just because you're not always the immediate recipient of the referral and it flows through someone else, don't assume 
that that's always decided by your own partner. It might well be coming as a request from someone else. And those are my five tips. So let's just recap over them quickly so that you don't forget what they are. First, follow up with clients on closed matters. In particular, if they're not repeat work, just say hello. Catch up with them in a month or two after their matters closed. The second one is super service. Make sure you massively exceed expectations at every available opportunity. Obviously, it's not possible 100% of the time or everyone would do it. But so far as it is up to you, exceed expectations by as much as humanly possible in every area and every facet of your practice. LinkedIn groups, join some groups, engage in discussion, find groups that are relevant to you, comment on articles, like articles, share articles. Every time you do that, your name pops up in people's feeds and you'll start to develop your own expertise and presence in that area. Fourth, forums, comments on internet sites, magazines, various other issues like that. Anywhere you read something, if you can contact the author, contact the author. Don't just read an article and enjoy it and not let them know. Why would you do that? Spend three seconds, tweet them, email them, do something to get in touch with them, to let you let them know your appreciation. And over time, you will build a relationship. Finally, your own firm. Look internally to the other referral sources available within your firm. And you will find if you have a firm of any size, that that can be a material source of work for you and an opportunity for you to practice articulating what you do and engaging with people at that professional level. Those are my strategies. They are all long-term strategies as any marketing and networking strategy is. Do not expect them to immediately tip the tables in your favor and develop a million dollar practice for you. These are habits that as young lawyers you can develop and these will be effective over time. So stay the course, develop the habit of engaging in these, maybe one a day or something like that, and you will find that you will start to see the returns over time. This has been the Tips of Lawyers podcast, episode number 46. You can find my show notes and some links to some relevant articles at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 46. And I'd encourage you as well, check out the Lawyers Library, tipsforlawyers.com slash lawyers library. That is it, and I will see you next time.